After the ravages of winter, nothing demonstrates renewal like spring. Perhaps God instituted the seasons to demonstrate that life on earth will be renewed and made new, and that death will not hold sway. Throughout this great controversy, God has placed markers or reminders to show us the promise of a new earth, the promise that pain and suffering will be no more. So, as we go out to the world with the gospel, perhaps our emphasis should be more on that promise and less about the bad guys coming to get us. Because in a world and a life filled with God, there is no fear or projection of it. There is only freedom and peace that comes with the good news. I'm Falvo, and this is Sabbath School University. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. Sabbath School U, a weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Welcome to this last study on growing in Christ. Um, a a touch on the great controversy and as well as our life in Christ. I've got the three hosts again, and they're going to introduce themselves. I want you to tell me what new thing did you do recently? And mention your name, of course. What? <laughs> do I have to start? <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> My name is Aika, and um, I lead a very boring <laughs> life. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's that new in my life that... Yeah. I'm sitting in a carol, reading books and writing some what words on the page. There you go. Oh, what hey. new book did you read? You we'll help you. A, a book that I've been excited about reading, but I've mentioned this on the show before, is one by Max Born about um, a Nobel physic physicist who writes. So about the new thing that he did was read an old book. <laughs> yes. There we go. <laughs> Sarah. Oh right. Hey, my name is Sarah. I'm really eager to hear what's new. <laughs> <laughs> What's yeah. not new? I know. <laughs> See, that's almost more complicated. Well, you know, I've recently tried to um, paint an octopus, which apparently is not a gift of mine. Because <laughs> those little tentacle weirdnesses, don't the suckers? Yeah. Not working out. So I added flour to my paint to make it textured. Still not working out. Mm. So you got a flowered octopus. <laughs> I have something. That is a new in so many different ways. <laughs> it's just not going well. Yeah. Um, for me... I guess over the course of this semester, um, uh, over the course of every semester that I've been at Andrews, I've tried to, you know, exercise, you know, do some form of exercise. And, you know, this is my first semester um, as a married man. And so I had to incorporate exercise with my wife. And so we tried to do a different form of exercise every day. So we, um, over the course of the semester, we incorporated some swimming, different sports, you know, running, cycling, um, you know, it gets difficult when snow starts to fall but uh, <laughs> well that's a new experience in a way yeah. <laughs> for me it was snorkeling in the ocean in indonesia uh when i don't know how to swim yeah i was gonna say no why way. is that terrifying or new for you <laughs> it was it was, well, yeah, it was it was new it was just it wasn't that terrifying but it was it was great experience did great you get time. to wear the floaty arm thing no i had this they had they had me in a life jacket that was all ripped up and so oh. stuff was coming out oh. and then they had a little thing around me that was too tight and i was like <laughs> it was a time of prayer, let's put it that way. It was, it was a good time, though. Nice. Yeah. All right, Sarah, May, every time we come in, you said you would pray in Russian. So this time, if you would pray in Russian and read scripture, please. But uh, Read scripture and then pray in Russian. Thank you very much. Oh, man. A new this experience. is not going to yeah, go well at all. I'm so 
grammatically inept. It's just, anyways. All right, well, let us read our scripture, which is found in Revelation 21, 4. God will wipe away every tear from their eye. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Please bow your heads. Dear God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for everything you've done for us. And as we open your word, help us to stay focused and to uh, help people as they draw closer to you. We love you so much. In your name, amen. amen. Did you all understand that? I, I have. <laughs> your ears have been opened. <laughs> Russian. Russian. Yes. Quite similar. <laughs> okay. And this is why we have them. Such diversity in this group. <laughs> All right, this lesson's about oh, the no. new earth, the studies about the new earth. We've done the whole great controversy. We talked about different aspects of it. Um, I just found out, I mean, I just didn't find out. It finally hit me that as much as Christians have this idea of the end times and a new earth, the secular world has the same thing. I mean, look throughout t television. The last show that yeah. you did, you talked about how, um, you know, movies and television books have the same mm -hmm. idea of end times and what's happening afterwards. Um, one of the things that I think every, every, almost every culture created is this idea of a utopia. Mm -hmm. What examples can you think of? Mm. Well, having lived in Russia, I think <laughs> they had this concept that equality, you know, like an utopian mindset is often equality to all, there's no hierarchy. And though, yes, there was more of a hierarchy there, I mean, still the concept of communism is equality. Everyone's on the same playing field and stuff like that, but, or I guess maybe socialism a bit more. But that clearly did not go well. <laughs> so, mm. yeah. You know, I, I think you're right about how every society, every culture tries to create this form of perfect society. And it's, and it's really just an ideal that we all have. We all somehow seem to think that if we could just tweak, tweak things just right, we could have a perfect society. But it, one thing that's unique, or sorry, one thing that's consistent through all the attempts is that no matter what you do, there's corruption somehow finds its way in. You, you know, no matter how you set the dials or whatever you do with the system, you know, corruption just somehow finds its way in. It's like a, a testament to the human condition almost. So that started from Eden as well. Yeah. Because you've got the perfect, you've got perfection there uh -huh. and somehow it crept in. Right. Yeah. But I think also in religion, a lot of times we think that we can create that safe zone or like make it kind of perfect because we have a connection with God and we have it all together. Yet sometimes we're the ones that hurt people the most, even within that. Um, I think for me, it was as a kid, I already had this idea. I had a book. I will never forget this book. Somehow it just was made such an impression. It was published in the 70s. What? It was older than I. You're old enough <laughs> to read books. Mm -hmm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> anyway, so I looked at this book, and it was what the year 2000 will be like. And in a, in a way, it was a utopia. Nobody will drive cars because they'll drive themselves. Uh, we'll live on the moon, and we'll have all these little things on the moon, and we'll live under in, in the ocean, and all these things of how things are going to work out. And it was, the idea was this technological masterpiece. We as humans have technology at our fingertips and we can manipulate it. Mm. And recently, with the whole Mars thing going on, mm. it's been the talk again. We'll live on Mars or something like that. And I've heard that again. And it's based on this idea technology can save us. Mm. And yet, nothing of what I read in that book about the year 2000 actually came to pass. Mm. Uh, so there must be some things where 
this utopia doesn't really work. Some, some people think that technology will come to save us. Some th people think that technology will eventually take over the world and, you know, have mm -hmm. a mind of its own. <laughs> to perfection would be no human beings, just technology. Yeah. And, and if we look in the Apple past... Apple and Microsoft dueling that. Oh, that's not utopian. At the beginning of the, of the uh, 20th century, it was genetics. Genetics were going to save us. We can build this master race. And, of course, it was a very German thing at the end, but it was actually pervasive. Scientists from around the world thought we can build this genetic masterpiece of a human being. And um, it didn't work out that well at all. So the image of utopia that's man imagined, created, has some flaws. I mean, even if we look at what it's going to be like, mm -hmm. it, it, no matter how you, you put it, there's something that goes wrong. Well, well, Atlantis, the idea of Atlantis, mm -hmm. there was something that went wrong with that. The idea of this, this uh, air, place that if you bring, if you have freedom, everybody's got this clear mind. And the hippies talked about, you know, just this chilling out stuff. Mm -hmm. All, most of those hippies ended up running Wall Street later on, and look where we are now. <laughs> uh, you know. So I have hope, is what you're saying? <laughs> we we keep hoping. Let's go there. Um, but when you when you look at Christianity, we have this idea. We have the new earth. There are forty one thousand, about forty one thousand different denominations in Christianity, right? And almost every one of them have a different idea of the new hope. I mean, the the new earth. What do you what do you look forward in the new earth? I mean, we're all from the same church, we're all from the same group. But if I were to ask you, and I'm which I am right now, what do you look forward in the new earth? What is your idea of the new earth? I think it's something beyond myself. As a kid, it was always I can slide down the trunk of an elephant and the giraffe thing. Put your head in the whole mouth thing. of a lion. Mm -hmm. that, but I don't want to do that. I really still want to do that. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. What I look for most now is God's creativity. Mm. Um, because everything that we as humans can create is always limited to what we can see and manipulate. Uh, every horrible monster in every movie has always been either a warping of an animal or warping of a human being or merging the two and warping that kind of idea. An alien is always still a human face, just morphed in some way usually. Mm. Um, and what I look forward most is that God has this ability to be creative beyond what we can think of. Mm. We're just limited in recreating. God is able to create. Right. Creatures yeah. that can breathe sulfur and, and still look pretty and that aren't mm. monstrous, that have their head at the bottom and the feet on the top. I, I don't know, just really <laughs> crazy things. I mean, that, but, this is what we think. We, yeah. we don't know. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we don't know, but, but it's going to be beautiful mm -hmm. because everything that we see here on Earth is beautiful, even though we already see a quite mm. diversity of, of creatures. Absolutely. What do you look forward to, Sarah I look forward to so much, but I think one of the biggest things is because I love stories and I love hearing people's lives and stuff, and I just can't wait to meet all the fun different people and hear God tell stories. And um, I get really caught up in other people's tears. That's like one of my flaws. So like walking down the street, if I see homeless people, I'm just like torn apart and I can't handle it. So it'll be nice to be able to walk down the streets and see people and just like, I don't know, happiness, yay. Yeah. Roof off their joy rather than <laughs> their suffering. Yeah, yeah, like something of that concept. And then also just like the unity that's there and the like companionship. And it's not a battle for everything. Yeah. And 
I want to slide down a giraffe's neck and swing <laughs> on an elephant's trunk and fly, and it will happen. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, just stuff like that. It's kind of fluffy, but it's a utopian mindset from here, so why yeah. not? <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I look forward to is interacting with, you know, Bible characters from, you know, that we, we, we've mm -hmm. studied all our lives, you know. Uh, for me personally, having the privilege of growing up in the church and hearing mm -hmm. these stories from a childhood, you know, these are... These are characters that I really admire and look up to and I, I really would like to meet them and talk with them and stuff. And you know, that kind of brings me to, you know, the, the climax of that hope is, you know, being able to spend time with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on this topic, you know, we're talking about how everyone has almost a different idea about the new earth. Mm -hmm. The Bible really has not quite that much to say about heaven and the new earth. Mm -hmm. And and I think the reason is because that is not the essence of salvation. Mm -hmm. You know, um, salvation isn't about you know you know just being happy and you know in a being in a perfect place. Mm -hmm. Salvation is about a relationship being mm -hmm. restored. Mm -hmm. You know, a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think the Bible has so much more to say about Jesus than it does about heaven and the new earth. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think. I think there's a danger, um, and um, there's there's this ideology of the have or the being. Are we people that are driven by materialism? We want to have something. Mm. Uh, we want to have streets of gold. We want to have this utopian. That materialism idea. Or do we sneaks want to... into our description of, of heaven. Yes. You know, Everything. we have gold, we have silver, we have crowns, and all these things. And then you try to teach a child. You tell, paint that picture, and then yeah. you try to teach a child. Well, don't be materialistic here, because you'll get a whole lot afterwards. <laughs> yeah. You know, and a set of jinsu knives, yeah. but you know. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it goes into every aspect of religion. I mean, if you look at religions, all of them. That's a huge step in every single one getting wealth or getting something mm -hmm. so but it's that, not just that's what I like that the Bible actually focused more on the being yeah. um, mm -hmm. rather than the having it just yeah. describes it yeah. doesn't even make it that fancy it's mm -hmm. just more about the being the essence of life yeah. about who God is God's creativity for example or God's righteousness mm -hmm. or um, it's about the essence of things, not about the having of things otherwise we become mat materialistic again. that's that's similar to to Christ the first time he came there was no, dis I mean, except for Isaiah describing him, but not physically. Mm -hmm. They didn't physically yeah. describe Christ and didn't physically describe exactly what was, there were no specifics about what his life was going to be. Mm -hmm. So much so that it, just from whatever they could get, yeah. glean, they made this thing about empires and, you know, thrones and overtaking governments yeah. when that wasn't what God intended to. And I think we kind of get lost in that now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, you're, you're building up to this wonderful point, you know, because they use their imaginations to build this elaborate picture of who this Messiah would be. Mm. And they had focused so much on what they imagined that they missed who the Messiah really, really was. was. Mm. Um, and and, and they, when he did come, they wouldn't accept him. Yep. You know? And so sometimes, if, if we really would just focus on what the Bible actually says, you know, the Bible doesn't really have that much to say about heaven and the new earth, and we have to use our imaginations and fill in so much of the blanks and, and so much of the yeah. details. If we would not focus so much on that and focus on who, you know, eternity is about, you know, I think. And we, why. Yeah. yeah. You know, why we have eternity. I think uh, there was one piece that I wrote and I talked about how it isn't so much about getting to heaven. It's mm -hmm. about living right here on earth. Yeah. And if you don't know how to make the right choices, if you don't know Christ here mm -hmm. and you live that life with respect to other people, mm -hmm. then 
you know, how do you know you're going to, not go, you're going to go to heaven? Yeah. Or what is it about heaven? Because yeah. a lot of times you hear sermons, it's all about the mansions. It's about the streets of mm -hmm. gold. It's about, hey, we won. Mm -hmm. But I think we lose the essence of, of what the, right. about the new earth it's all about. Yeah. It's renewal. It's that togetherness. It's that, like you said, you know, you're walking down and you're sharing the joy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not looking back and saying, this is, the, it's not like the end of a, a football game when your team wins. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think that's what happens is we get so caught up on the 12-step process to a healthy relationship that we forget to have a relationship. Right. And it's just, it irritates me because people make all these fancy schmancy little books to tell you how to have a relationship, but half the time it's not something that they can even relate to because they've been so busy, like, breaking it down to, like... Written by a th thice-divorced person who, well, you know... it's just, it's tragic. Whole relationship, but this is how you should do it. Because it's friendship, and friendship isn't that hard if you communicate and if you spend time and if you do all these things, and so I just get really confused on how... Mm. I know that there's challenges that come along the way, but I also, you know... I think what the Bible paints more is not that materialistic. I mean, there are so to speak, carrots that, that we get. There, there is this idea that there will be something better to come. Yeah, and and I think that that idea is there nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And it is a comforting and reassuring thing that beyond death there is something more. Uh, yeah. If Thessalonians and, and all of that, yeah. that was a hope for the martyrs, okay. uh, that, that life doesn't just end here. And it's not just about this life, it's also about... It. So there is this kind of carrot, but it's not described in detail. Mm -hmm. What it's more about is that God finishes this idea of of justice and peace mm -hmm. and restores something back that uh, that used to be there at the very beginning. <laughs> Again, you guys do this. You know, you bring something and I'm thinking, wow, I, can, I have never seen this one before. <laughs> but, you know, it's, I think it's it, it comes back to this thing where we, we look at this idea of human beings like to control. Mm -hmm. We want to control our imagery. We want to control our the picture. We want to define it in, in human terms. Like we want to define God. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to define everything when God says, just take that step of faith. It's not mm -hmm. a carrot in front of you. It's just an invitation to come on this journey of faith. Mm -hmm. Don't control it. Just let me drive and we'll get home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, because that's the that's how this whole sin thing started off is human beings wanted to control Right. this whole idea of knowledge. But yeah. I think we all add a piece of what we think heaven will be like we did here, and it's different people have different focuses naturally, you know, so some people are more um, appearances, like one of my best friends is an interior design major, and so when she walks in a place, the first thing she's thinking of is flooring and curtains mm. and ceiling and all this stuff, so that's just how her mind works. My other friend is a vet, so the first thing he's going to think of is, Oh man, animals. what kind of animals going to be there? Yeah. And Can am I gonna, treat them? Yeah, like how, how fun is it going to be to do that? You know, and we all have different focuses. I yeah. think of colors and I think of pets and people because that's my focus, you know, in life. And so I think, I think everyone just brings their own element of what it's going to be and transposes that on other people almost. Yeah. So what do we know from Scripture? What does Scripture have to say about the millennium after Christ's return? Well, not I, other I people, think, not other denominations. We need, what to, the we need to differentiate first. Um, the Bible talks about a thousand years, whatever that is. Is it a real number? Is it a, a mm -hmm. symbolic Pathetic, number? Yeah. Um, a thousand, <gasps> you could do that. <laughs> Go ahead, Go ahead scholar man. <laughs> there, Break it down. There's a thousand years, and then we have the new earth. So what we've been talking about is that new earth. Before mm -hmm. that, my first response would be hurt. Right. What was the question again? I, what happens <laughs> in, the, in the thousand years? Uh, wasn't that kind of your question? Yeah. What do yeah. we know from Scripture about, uh, about the millennium? Yeah. Hurt. Hurt. So what we have to look forward is hurt. Yeah. Not that we've had a whole lot of it now. We just have to look for another <laughs> well, million. Let me explain. 
I'm if, hoping you would. Uh, I was like, yeah. don't put that one on me. Do not put that one on me. It will not go well. Sarah, Sarah would you like to say? I guys. <laughs> no, I, I think if you want to pass through a, a difficult moment in life, you have to confront hurt. You have to sometimes confront shame. You have to confront that things didn't always work out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to confront why did my parent die or why did my child die or something, you have, you have to confront hurt to be able to get to a better place. It's a, it's a very natural uh, thing. If you don't address hurt, you will not end up being able to reconcile yourself. So where do so you get that from, Chris, from Scripture? Where do I get that from mm-hmm. Scripture? The, the thousand years are a time when um, there will be a decision-making process. Did God do things right? Why am I here? Why is somebody else not here? Um, what we know from Scripture is that there will be a process that uh, we will be in heaven. Mm-hmm. Satan will be bound on earth, and there will be a lot of questions that will come. Was yeah. God just? Was he not? We get a wonderful verse, and that was the opening verse of, there will be no more tears. But yeah. when do we get that? In 21, mm-hmm. not in chapter 20. In 20, there's a lot of hurt. In 21, mm-hmm. there's the reconciliation. There'll be a lot of questions that we have. How did I get to be here? Why is not my friend not here? Why is my spouse not Why is my father not here? Yeah. I had high hopes of these. Why is not my pastor here? Or... Other things, why is this dude that was always so mean, why is he here? And that is a moment of going through her and looking at things. Judgment, sitting in a judgment room is about confronting hurt again. Every time you have a judgment moment is about confronting hurt and then moving on to a better place because you say the right thing has been done. So why does judgment precede the new earth or the creation of the new earth? You had something else to say? (laughs) Sorry. You know, I, I guess um, basically tagging on to what he was just saying, the whole reconciliation process um, and, you know, examining what really happened and, and how the grace of God was able to save individuals and why some people were not saved and, and things like that. You know, I, I, I think about, for example, Paul. You know, before he became Paul, he was known as Saul and he persecuted the Christian church and he actually killed some Christians. Mm-hmm. And so some, for some Christians, the last known thought for them is this man is killing me. So when they get to heaven and now he's there, it's like, why? Why is he here? Mm-hmm. And then you have to, you know, you, you, you begin to realize what God's grace did to him, how he was able to change his life around. You know, you, you think about um, Isaiah and, and Manasseh, you know, mm-hmm. he cut him in half and... It, <laughs> <laughs> and then he turned around. Yeah, Manasseh and he turned around. Yeah. around and That's becomes right. a God-fearing king. That's right. And Isaiah so, will say, why is Manasseh why is he, he yeah. killed me? He's yeah. a murderer. So, I, yeah, I think, you know, there, there are a lot of things that we need to understand. And there's a lot of reconciliation that needs to happen. That um, on this side of the second coming, we don't understand except from right. our sense of control. I don't know why, why are you raising your hand? <laughs> I need more sleep. Um, no, but my, I guess I'm just more of a relational side of everything and not as scholarly as you fine <laughs> gentlemen. Um, but for me, it's more about trusting in something bigger than yourselves that you don't have control over. Because for me, sometimes it's hard to let go of my control. And like during this time, it's talking about, you know, God is the one that's taking control and doing the judging and mm-hmm. doing all the stuff. And there's nothing I should be doing besides trusting him. And I think for me, it's just more like, yes, we're going to go through all these different phases and stuff. But when I think of it, I don't think of it as like this 
horrid, horrid part of my life, I think of it as something more that I'm like, all right, God, you know this mm -hmm. part, and I can't do anything about it, so I'm going to do my part of making sure I'm but ready. But what I like, I, I absolutely agree, but what I like is that God becomes transparent. Yeah. Now, that's a word that yeah, we talk about a lot, and yet nobody know. really right. does that's it. That's what I was just saying. Um, Nobody's really be transparent. good at that one yet. And, and yet that's why in a thousand years, is it literal, is it figuratively? Oh, there's, it's a long time frame where everything will be made clear, where God says, mm -hmm. look at me, I'm going to be transparent, and you decide whether this was trust me, yes, but I will give you reason to trust me. Mm -hmm. Which comes back to the original, the beginning of the great controversy, exactly. where, the, where the devil says, you know, God's this controlling freak right. that just wants to take everything away. He doesn't show everything. He's very secretive. And then God comes and says, okay, here's a thousand years, mm -hmm. and it's wide open. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I was a little provocative in saying there will be, will be hurt. I'm sure there will be a lot of joy as well. Oh, yeah. um, and, and it doesn't talk about that. That focuses on, on the transparency it's of It's the God. healing process. And it's, it's that right. healing it's, process. It's, yeah. you know, sometimes when you, want to, when you have to figure, find something, you have to confront the problem, but that's part of the healing process. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Re Revelation 22, verse, verse 2, towards the end of the verse, it says that the leaves of the tree, talking about the tree of life, the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. You know, and this just plays right into exactly what we're, we've been talking about. You know, that there is a, there is a healing process that happens mm -hmm. um, because in this world, a lot of trauma has happened and, and mm -hmm. we, need, we, we need answers as to why. You know, and sometimes in Job's example, you know, Job didn't understand the, what was going on behind the scenes. You know, if we didn't have that, you know, picture about, you know, Satan inquiring mm -hmm. in the sons of God and, mm -hmm. and all of that. We didn't, it, that would be a really weird story if we mm -hmm. didn't have that background to it. Yeah. This, this man, it, you know, the Bible says he's an upright right. man and all this bad stuff just suddenly happens to him. Mm -hmm. This not, it, it's clearly not coincidence. How can so much bad happen to a good Person. And those are some of the, the answers that will be, exactly. that will be given there. We, we and need those me, kind of answers. It means that God treats us as equals. Mm. We might not be equals because we don't have eternal life within us. Mm -hmm. and, and, but He treats us as equals. And He mm -hmm. says, you become part of this process. Mm -hmm. It's not that I'm on top of you and you have no right to say anything. No, I invite you to be part of this process. So I will elevate you. So, and this to me is the amazing thing about God, that He's always about sharing His power, then in taking first. it away. So what does this tell you about, about God? I mean, He allows you to be a part of this, this, right. um, this revelation Ooh. that during the millennium, you know, the millennium, He lets you be part of it. He wants to show you everything. Mm. What does that tell you about God? I mean, how does that help you with your relationship with God? Man. To me, it proves that Satan's accusations against God were false, first of all. Mm -hmm. That, you know, that God does not have our best interests at heart. Um, th that God somehow is selfish and, you know, to me this is saying, God saying, you know what, um, I want you to be able to see that I really do love you. That I had a friend who was way beyond me in terms of scholarship and, and, and work. And he always really? treated me as an equal. Wow. And that is an amazing thing, that mm -hmm. he took a bachelor student, even though he was a doctoral student, and he treated me and he would ask the same questions. And I felt like I was, I knew my place, but I knew that he elevated me. Mm -hmm. And that's what God does to us. I love the fact that God allows you, to, it shows you through the millennium, that you resolve the issues before you can go on. You don't just say, "Well, that's it," and we're going to go to the new earth. He gives mm -hmm. you time for that healing process to get, you know, to get to know him, to develop 
a truer, more honest relationship. Yeah. And so you clear up your doubts and then you can experience joy. Yeah. I want to thank you. We're out of time. I want to thank you for the work that you've done this quarter. We're coming back for the next study uh, back here at Anderson University. So I'm going to pick on all of you again. <laughs> uh, thank you for this and um, have fun. All right. If you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschool.org. Remember, the goal of Bible study is information and transformation. I've got to do that. It's for the head and for the heart. For Sabbath School U, I'm Falva Fowler. We'll see you next week. <laughs>